welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 56. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have just a couple of beans on the line with me. I have uh, Chewy tonight. How's it going, mate? I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good. And we also have Cracker. How's it going, Cracker? Very well. Thank you, buddy. Good to hear. So... As always, lots going on in the magic world and lots of things to talk about and uh, keep all of our lovely, loyal listeners, that's a, uh, that's a bit hard to say, uh, up to date with what's going on and, and informed. But uh, before we get into all the things we're going to get into, Cracker, do you want to tell us about our lovely sponsors? Yeah, absolutely. Love to talk about Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction page for physical magic cards. Those things still exist and you can find sweet deals at Josh and Pat's. Uh, they do auctions every night of the week, including premium auctions over the weekend. Um, go check them out. You can score yourself some bargains. I may or may not have had a few things arrive in the mail the last week or two, which is always a lot of fun having foils arrive at your door. So, highly recommend you go and check out those things. You can find yourself some sweet deals. Absolutely. So, yep, yeah, go and check them out. Grab some bargains. All right. So, yeah, just a few... Bits and pieces, I guess, almost, you could say, in this episode. We were sort of uh, <laughs> talking before the cast. None of us have been playing a ton of Magic lately. I think uh, it's just gotten to that busy time of the year, and we've just come out of lockdown here in Melbourne, so people are, you know, catching up with friends and family and all that sort of stuff. So Magic kind of takes a little bit of a backseat this time of year, but, uh, yeah, there's still plenty going on in the in the Magic world for us to talk about. We're just uh, probably not... I think I guess the the absolute experts at the moment. Not that that's any different to normal. I, I don't think <laughs> we're the Magic Beans podcast, not the Magic Experts podcast. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We we labelled ourselves correctly right from the start, and we're we're hitting that low bar every week. So the uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, is an event that's coming up this weekend, and uh, this is a Kaladesh Remastered Draft Challenge. So Chewy, you're probably the uh, the most prolific drafter on uh, on our podcast. You do it the most. Uh, I don't know how much Kaladesh you've been drafting lately. I know you've been drafting a lot of Vintage Cube, but do you want to uh, tell our listeners about what this event is? Yeah, Vintage Cube is sweet. Uh, when that comes around, everyone should do it. Uh, don't draft Storm. But yeah, uh, have drafted a lot of Kaladesh, have not drafted a lot of Kaladesh Remastered. Uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, as you said, we're not experts uh, on that, but it's a it's a sweet set and it's a, like an amalgamation of a block, right? Because Kaladesh was around when we actually had blocks, not like single sets. So uh, completely different draft set uh, or draft format. But yeah, the, the draft challenge is something pretty cool. I, we've had a whole bunch of constructed challenges and I think we had a sealed one at one point. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds familiar actually. Yeah, yeah, but I think this is the, the first draft challenge which uh is a just an interesting exercise in and of itself and you know uh arena grand prix is obviously just around the corner uh as you know putting my uh my oracle glasses <laughs> on but uh uh it's a uh, an event that's going to hey, hopefully get some good numbers and uh yeah you, you you draft and you you play your play your rounds and like the other challenges the prizes are based on your results so uh it's a little bit of a different uh entry format than what we have seen like it's pretty pricey to enter but the payouts are uh, are pretty big so i expect this will attract the spikier end 
of the magic community and you know your your more casual players may just give this one a miss but people that want to draft competitively uh have not really had the opportunity to do that uh so this is a a big chance for those people to flex that muscle so it's fifteen thousand gold or three thousand gems to enter and you uh your event ends at six wins or two losses whichever comes first and it's best of three so it's serious real, magic. Real with, magic. Yeah, it's a ser- well, it's drafting <laughs> best of three. So it is the most pure of magic. If and, this it, was, and it's real, real live person draft as well. It's not, not exactly bot drafting. Not, not bots. So you're not going to get those weird bot sequencing things. You're actually going to get humans. Yeah, that, that, I don't know if we've seen that much of that in the last couple of sets. I, I think I they've gotten better complaining that, about it. Yeah, yeah, they've gotten better at that programming. And I, I don't know, maybe have we just seen less linear strategies where, you know, Merfolk's secret keeper, right? Yeah, the human drafts fire so quickly now that people, you know, like if they're in for bot drafts, then they're in for bot drafts and they know what they're getting. But the people who wanted to draft against humans and were complaining that it wasn't a real draft experience are happy to wait that little bit extra time, I think. So exactly. I, th- exactly. I think you found the balance there, which is yeah, good. Like I, I, I don't draft very often or I go through periods where I'll draft a whole bunch and, and then not draft for ages. But even I've been doing the... I think it's the premier draft where you, you're drafting against people, but then you're just playing best of one matches just because best of one suits the way I play the most. Uh, I don't have to you know lock into potentially playing a one-hour match or whatever. I can just quickly play a game, and if I lose, I lose, whatever. But I still get the experience of actually drafting against other people. So that seems to be a good balance, and, and I've been quite liking that. And not seeing any of the actual stats, but I would hazard a guess that that's probably their most popular format. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's a, um, as I mentioned, like it's a steep sort of entry fee at 15,000 gold. I think the standard construction ones were 5,000 from memory, so. Uh, it's five for a bot draft and 10 for a. Person draft. Ah, uh, but the, yeah. the challenges historically have been, have they been, like the standard challenges, 5,000 to enter? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I haven't paid enough attention uh, uh, to it. That, that's what my recollection says. Um, but the the rewards for this, the payouts, uh, range from 2,000 gold and three packs if you just manage one win. If you get six wins, you get 20,000 gold and 40 Kaladesh packs. So uh, if you you know want to just turn some of your gold into packs to get into Historic, this is a, a, a pretty good opportunity to do that. I mean, drafting is generally a good opportunity to do that anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah... Much high. Well, the price support matches the the entry fee, I guess. So, uh, whilst fifteen thousand gold might be pretty steep for someone, I think I've got twenty five thousand gold sitting there. So, you know, I could enter this once, potentially have a train wreck draft, go O two, and you know, I've just wasted my time and my, you know, <laughs> all of that grinding of the ladder to get that gold. So, it it is a risk versus reward thing, and uh, yeah, as I said, the spikier players will probably be the ones that. Uh, are attracted to this, so probably going to be a higher caliber of player. So if you're a, a casual player or an inexperienced drafter, my suggestion would be whilst all of these spiky players are uh, <laughs> in those queues, jump into the other queues and, uh, you know, just farm that. So you'll be, uh, you'll be much better off, I think. Yeah, it definitely has that sort of, these challenges have that sort of almost, like you said, Grand Prix feel where they... They're quite top heavy in the the prize structure and that sort of thing. Where if you are good, you can play and and you're gonna get a, a pretty good uh, pretty good value out of it. You know, once you get once you get four wins, you're getting ten thousand gold, so almost all your gold back. But the gold's not 
not a huge thing, but you're getting 20 Kaladesh boosters. So that's that's pretty good value. Um, yeah, and then you know, 30 and then 40 beyond that. So, yeah, it works out pretty good. Or, or, yeah, you might just randomly get a good draft and spike it and, and earn yourself a bunch of packs. So I think people are pretty happy to see them doing a draft one. And, uh, yeah, I reckon we'll see a fair rotation of draft and then standard challenges and historic challenges and sealed challenges and that sort of stuff sort of next year. And, and that's pretty yeah. good because it, it uh, caters for everybody, which is what we want to see. Yeah, I'd like to see every, like, third event. Like have have them standard, and then every third event rotate between you know historic, sealed, and and draft. Yeah. Uh, and, and if that that means you get one of these things like every year, like historic, sealed, draft once a year, and but you know for the for the masses and and to be super accessible, you get the standard ones. So um, I think that's something I'd like to see. Anyway, if you're listening, wizards, uh, you know you can put me on a retainer <laughs> for great ideas. <laughs> You might get one great idea out of every 50 episodes, so it's def- definitely worth your money. <laughs> well, what are we up to? F- episode 56, is that my first good idea? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, good. Might, yeah. might have we'll, been one we'll, already. We'll let you know. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think we can really give anybody any good draft advice. Uh, I have drafted Kaladesh, uh, this Kaladesh remastered twice uh, in, in the last week or so. And I went, what did I go? I went 03, the first one. So that was, that was great. And then I went 13, <laughs> the next one. So you're improving, so, uh, steadily oh, yeah, improving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I uh, spend another 10,000 gem or gold, I, I might get two wins next time. But uh, yeah, the, the thing I have been hearing from a lot of other people is that Kaladesh previously, the last time it was out, when you were actually drafting like two Kaladesh boosters and, and one ether revolt or whichever way it was when it was when it was a block draft apparently that was quite aggressive chewy do you do you remember that you, uh, you you're pretty that happy to see a glint sleeve siphoner uh, yeah. i can tell you that much yeah yeah it was it was super aggro uh there wasn't a lot of you know like giant spider whatever iteration of the oxes were up to so yeah. there were some archetypes that just you know didn't have those things that you you often you know overlook in the spoiler season but are actually uh, important cards for certain archetypes like blue white flyers wants four mana two fours on the ground so the block didn't have that and then when you get this uh, amalgamated block into one set they're often the cards that are cut because they're not constructed worthy so uh you'll find the uh the there are archetypes that are just not supported and the decks that were really uh, popular in constructed with this set were combo and mid-range decks, not necessarily the aggressive decks. Even though there were aggressive decks around in the format at the time, but the ones that leaned on, you know, there's an energy mid-range deck yeah. and and the Etherworks Marvel. Uh, there wasn't a lot of aggro cards to begin with that were, you know, sort of top-tier cards. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a very grindy yeah. draft yeah, it's format. A, it seems that they've taken out quite a few of the sort of common creatures that, that were getting played in the aggressive decks in the previous block so yeah it's, it's definitely much more grindy so you, you do see a lot of like tima or, or soul tide decks that are um, based around the the energy cards and that energy mechanic so yeah it can, can be quite grindy and, and you definitely do get to play out your bombs uh, later on in the in the uh, actual match so yeah very yeah, different to the last time the draft format plays more like a sealed yeah yeah almost yeah it's probably a good way to put it yep 
Um, so the other thing now that we've uh, we've got Kaladesh on Arena, it's now legal in Historic. So we've seen uh, a little bit of a change. I, I think. I mean, you could you could probably what what would be your guess? You two, I don't I know neither of you two have really played a ton of Historic this week. What would be the most impactful card that's uh, come from Kaladesh in, into Historic Dragon? Um, not refurbish. I can tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> no. after playing a few few games. Um, look, I I am quite partial to a four mana artifact uh, in general, so I'm going to say probably Aetherworks Marvel. SRAM. Yeah, uh, you would be wrong, and uh, Cracker, you would be much more uh, much more on the money there. Uh, so. Ethworks Marvel, you know, we we all sort of spoke spoke about it. I think Cracker, you and I, we did. We had a big chat about it. A fair bit. Yeah, yeah, that really hasn't eventuated. Uh, plenty of people have been playing it and trying it, and and it just it's just not powerful enough, and it's it's too slow, and it's kind of like you know you you spin your wheel and you you hit an Ulamog, and you kind of go, well, I, I could have just ramped and just cast that Ulamog and, and no, not see, bothered I've, with all the energy stuff. I've played against it twice. And both times they went turn to Mindstone. So first turn attuned with Ether, turn to Mindstone, turn three like Rogue Refiner or whatever it was, um, turn four Etherworks Marvel, spin it into the Teamer Ultimatum to hit like Ugin Nissa uh, and and another Marvel. So, so yeah. you just got randomly variant out, but yeah. I got wrecked. <laughs> uh, that's, I got that's, wrecked by that. That's super that unfortunate. But like that list of cards you just spewed out is not. It doesn't sound like a deck. No. <laughs> like I understand that their people are putting them in a deck, but we we talked about the fact that energy is so parasitic and such a small card pool to pull from that we were shorty and I were like, well, we don't actually know if this is going to work because you just you're so constrained and yeah you constrained it just hasn't really paid off mm. yeah you've got to play things like will of virtuoso just as kind of bridges uh to to get your energy up which is like it's fine but i mean it's just not dudes powerful are still, enough dudes are still playing muxus on turn yeah. three <laughs> you, just, yeah, you exactly. just get muxus <laughs> like that's the, if you want to spin the top six cards just do that or yeah. co- or collected company right like you know there are there are a bunch of options that are available and you are not so constrained, even though you are in both of those cases. Look, I am all for people not playing that, that deck because, uh, you know, you don't feel like you're, you don't, you're not playing a game of magic and your opponent's not really playing a game of magic. Like you're losing a lot of the interaction. So I'm all for that. So talk to me about the super interactive decision heavy shram deck <laughs> yeah go, absolutely go <laughs> so shorty and i talked about this last time uh and there's there's basically a couple of variants there's blue white and blue uh white black, black auras there is there is a mono white version getting around but probably not quite sure. as powerful playing lurus yeah yeah and uh core spirit dancer is the other nice. one nice yeah so just big draw engines basically and just a lot of value auras, you know, people are, are milling still. And so, you know, you hit like Sentinel's Eyes and that kind of stuff. And you just draw a lot of cards out and basically just outvalue your opponent is, is kind of the plan. You can just kind of go very long and, and just chain multiple cantripping spells. And look, we've, we've talked about the fact that Historic is closer to like, you know, an eternal format in terms of the things you can get up to. And if you're looking to do you know, density of spells per turn, then this has got to be right up there in terms of just the volume that you can cast in a single go. 
Yeah, and there's some to. sticky sort of threats out there, especially with like Selfless Savior and Luris with the yeah. recursion yeah. as well. So, uh, you know, traditionally these decks would be a little bit of a um, a glass cannon. Well, Elseed is the other one that you play. So yeah. there's some the really good protection spells. And Elseed. Yeah. And then you've also got some, um, there's the, a couple of, oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a white instant that you can play as a, a protection spell as well. Blessing. That's blessing. the one. Yeah. So there's, there's a stack of different options there. So, yeah, it's um, it's given you that kind of eight card density if you want it for your draw engine, which tends to be a really strong uh, tipping point for that sort of thing. It's like with the um, the mono blue tempo dicks. Yeah, mono, yeah, they they've gone to um, playing curiosity as well as curious obsession, right? And then yeah, you, the chances of having one of those cards, your engine cards, in your opening seven is doubled. So like that can only be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, I like it. Pretty solid deck, and it seems to be like I've I've played a, a fair bit of Historic over the last week or so, and yeah, it's pretty popular in best of one, uh, and I think it's uh, it's doing pretty well in in best of three as well. But the card that I've probably seen has been the most welcomed into Historic is Fatal Push, and uh, I've 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 been seeing a lot of that everywhere. I think like the Jun Sacrifice decks have definitely picked it up. The Sultai Midrange decks. The I'm, I've been playing Mono Black Godfarers. I've put a few in there. The Mono Black Agros. The Rakdos Arcanist. Basically, if you can play black, you're you're playing uh, playing Fatal Push. So Dreadhorde Arcanist with Fatal Push seems pretty mm. nice. Yeah, yeah I, d- I was just yeah. playing just before we we got on the cast, and I just lost to that deck. I got absolutely crushed crushed by it. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think it's pretty welcome in the format, and and nobody's saying, oh no, we've got Fatal Push. It's too powerful, and and it's from what I'm seeing, people are kind of they're trying to or they're having to find that balance of how many fatal pushes do I play? How many blood chiefs thirst do I play? How many eliminates? You've got decisions when it comes to what removal you're going to play because all of those fit different functions and depending on the meta that you're seeing is going to dictate how many of each of those you're going to want to run and, and what's in your sideboard and what's in your main, that sort of stuff. And, and that's really good. That's that's really good to see that we've got that option and, and it's making it's forcing people to make those decisions. So... Yeah, well, pretty they've, cool. they've all got drawbacks, right? They've yeah. all got like yeah, they're all, they're all mana cost or yeah, yeah. But you know, like the ones that you know, you know, heartless act, you know, can't kill things with counters on it and stuff. So it's there's there's a lot of different choices in the one and two slot, but yeah, some real restrictions on them, which is good. It, you know, it's great. Make people choose. Yeah, Make, makes my choice. Yeah, we've we've seen a few combo decks. So I've played against a few. Um, uh, paradoxical outcome decks with uh, Aether Flux Reservoir and that sort of thing. I've seen quite a few actually uh, of the mono brown people are calling it, like the all all artifacts deck, or it's effectively mono colored and they're just splashing a color, uh, but playing like Khan and, and playing. There's a funky combo you can do with Metalwork Colossus and Witch's Oven, where you can sacrifice your metalwork colossus to your witch's oven so you get two uh get two foods and then you can sacrifice those two foods to return your metalwork colossus to your hand and then if you've got a bunch of artifacts on the battlefield you just cast it again for free and there's a way to untap your witch's oven and yeah playing all sort of your mind stones and guardian idols and things like that that are mana rocks effectively and and then running the uh forsaken monument which is the uh, colorless creatures you control get plus two, plus two. When you tap a permanent for colorless, you add an extra one. Uh, and when you cast a color spell, you gain two life. So it's pretty funky, these decks. And 
because your your main color is colorless is is no color you can kind of slant it in in any direction that you want and and you know sort of tailor it to what you want to play so it, it makes the ugin down tick pretty one-sided as oh, well yeah. right yeah, big yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah so that's yeah. pretty good um have you played against the neoform deck no i haven't I've, uh, I've seen it but i haven't actually played against it i'm trying to figure out how it works but um <laughs> i was about to ask shorty how it works. <laughs> i've got a i've got a vague idea i know it's, it's dual caster mage and glass pool mimic right and you can just yeah, and you get a whole mm. bunch of combat celebrants and you just attack people over yeah. and over and over. And yeah, so. yeah. So, like, you you neoform and then you copy the neoform while it's on the stack and you basically go and get all your dual caster mages because they all come in and copy the neoform that's already on the stack. Then you go and get all your glass pool mimics and then you get, yeah, tuk-tuk rubble fort. <laughs> which which a, gives everybody haste yeah. and your combat celebrant. Uh, and then you can just yeah you get, do get, all uh, of the attacks yeah multiple combat steps and yeah you just kill your opponent so yeah very interesting seems like it'd give me a headache but it looks cool yeah 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 I don't don't know if I'd want to go down that line but it looks looks like it'd be fun to play it's a, probably the sort of deck playing in paper might be a bit more fun because you can shortcut it and just go okay I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna get all of these creatures and then all of these creatures and all of these and you just get them all and put them on the battlefield. Once you explain it to your opponent, whereas in on Arena or on Magic Online, you've actually got to go through each individual step, and that that can be quite time consuming. Yeah, it was funny. I remember when we did the interview with Isaac Egan uh, after he'd top aided the um, the Mythic Invitational. Uh, I assume he played the uh, Jund Sacrifice, yeah, yep. with the the Witch's Oven uh, and the the cat, and I assumed it would be easier to play that deck on arena because uh, you weren't going to miss a trigger. But Isaac's like, oh, no, way easier nah, to play yeah. paper because you can just explain <laughs> things. Yep. And um, I guess that's uh, probably a reflection on where I am as a Magic player where I'm more less likely to miss triggers <laughs> than I am to <laughs> fail at uh, explaining things to my opponent. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I've played a lot of that deck in paper and – uh, on arena and it's way easier on paper because yeah you can just go okay I'm, I'm gonna do this four times and each time you take three and i gain one and, and your opponent just goes yep and you just change the life totals and you put the correct things on the battlefield whatever yeah um we saw that i don't know if you guys have, have heard we probably won't get into this much but slight tangent there was the uh the oh. mocks on the on the weekend and oh let's not do that yeah there was there was an interesting situation we're not going to get into the the politics of it but it highlights this sort of thing where it was an infinite combo that one player could have done and in paper you would just go okay this is the combo i now have two million life whatever and you just go yep done and it takes two seconds and both players are fine with that and it's it's all good and and that's how a judge will actually tell you to do it a judge will if it, if you've got a judge to come and see you they will say okay you've demonstrated a loop okay how many times are you going to do that loop yep okay there we go done whereas on arena and magic online you can't do that you have to do each individual thing and so that situation came up in a tournament and the players kind of did a gentleman's agreement of i'm not going to actually go through the combo but let's pretend i'm on this life which to me just sounds ridiculous and, and obviously it, it ended up in some issues so yeah it definitely highlights the uh, the differences between playing in paper and, and playing online and- i i played a certain combo deck that had a lot of clicks <laughs> yes. um on magic online <laughs> and uh yeah most of the time your People opponent got bored went- and gave up 
Yeah, well, no, they were just like, okay, yeah, I'm dead. See ya. Um, but yeah, some people but they would might make not you... have been dead. <laughs> no, Doesn't no. Once matter. you demonstrated the loop, yeah, yeah, right. Um, if you're spinning your wheels trying to find your combo, absolutely sit there and wait. But uh, you know, you don't scoop in response to the Ethworks Marvel activation, right? You wait to see what they hit. Um, but yeah, once you've actually demonstrated the loop, having to go through it, you know, um, ten times to you know, ping them ten times with the pirate spell bomb. Yeah, you know, that take that. You know, there's so many clicks involved in that. I never counted how many clicks per turn. <laughs> a lot. <clears throat> maybe I'll m- maybe I'll put it together on anything goes, and that's an interesting exercise. Yeah. Yep. So the other thing I've been seeing a lot of on arena in historic is people playing main deck graph diggers cage. Yeah. Sort of looking at the the top decks, like Sultai mid range is is one of the top decks. So you've got like Uro coming out of your graveyard. Goblins, obviously, Grafdigger's Cage is really good against that. Junt Sacrifice, very good against that as well. Mono Black Aggro, stuff coming out of the graveyard as well. Uh, Rakdos Arcanist, it's it's great against that. So a whole bunch of these things that are... Um, the Neo Storm deck as well, it's, it's great against that. So a whole bunch of decks that are really heavily either pulling things out of their graveyard or taking creatures straight out of their library... Yeah, Coco. ...that get... Yeah, yeah, that get shut down by uh, Graft Digger's Cage. So we're it's we're in a weird spot where that is being played in the main deck, but I've been loving it because uh, I've been playing Mono Black Godfrey's Gift, and I can tell you now, Godfrey's Gift does not care about your Graft Digger's Cage. I've seen plenty of people casting their fatal pushes. Hey, yeah. or it doesn't care about fatal push a whole lot either. No, yeah, it doesn't. But uh, yeah, people drop it on turn one, and uh, and you just go, okay, cool. You just wasted your turn one. It, it, like the only thing it does affect is uh, when you activate your. Oh, we just said the name of it before. The horror, the nightmare thing, the hybrid Golgari. Oh, fiend artisan. Fiend artisan. That's it. Yeah. Because um, you can't go and get a get a creature out of your your library. But I've had so many people. Like this is complete side tangent. So many people been in the middle of a game and they've cast a god a uh a graph digger's cage against me and straight away given me the good game and nice <laughs> and, you, and you then proceed to go to your combat step and activate and get your creature out of your graveyard and then kill them <laughs> and then you give and them you, the good game right yeah and you, you just go like uh, this complete tangent why why do people do that why do people go oh i've got you beat in the middle of the game good game <laughs> What? Because uh, people like to think they're superior than others and get a bit smug and ahead of themselves, and I, I hope they learn their lesson by uh, doing that. Because yeah. you have, you know, no recourse at all, Shorty. There's no, no way you can just, like, cast the creatures out of your deck and just kill them that way either. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Or do the thing your deck is trying to do. Yeah, That's but, right. That, that is not uh, stopped by Grafdigger's Cage. Yeah. Uh, I've never had a, an opponent do that to me in paper. So it's no, a, yeah, well, that's, it's a that's, typical that's the other like, part of that. anonymity of, of the internet where yeah. you can, you know, do that stuff. So. Yeah, you're, you're never going to be sitting there op- opposite your opponent and go, oh, I just cast this spell. Good game, mate. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Get <laughs> wrecked, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we've done that to each other. But Oh, yeah, yeah. You like casually <laughs> yeah. play against each other all the time. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... Um, not, not in a in an actual no. formal setting. <laughs> I've, I've certainly had people cast Craft Digger's Cage against me, thinking it was going to stop my deck, and then yeah, stop your living end subsequently from that. But anyway, yep, yep. Um, all right, back on track. There are a few other cards, Shorty, that you and I talked about that are also seen a bunch of play. 
There's Beaumont Courier. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Chandra Torture Defiance is seeing probably about as much play as we thought, actually. Yeah. So, mono, mono red is still very much a thing. Yep. And, yeah, Beaumont Courier is just kind of everywhere from what we can see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about it a fair bit the other, other week that mm-hmm. we said it was going to go straight in and be very powerful, and it is a, a very powerful card. So, I've heard a lot of people talking about Chandra and saying... Like a lot of people put it in, and now they're kind of going, oh, it's actually maybe not as good as we thought. So I, I wouldn't I be surprised to see those Chandra numbers will change. Ebb and flow with the format a little bit. Yeah. Like if the format gets a little more mid range or controlling, then Chandra will be up and about. But yep. uh, you know, if there's a yeah, if someone tries to out control the Saltai deck, but while there's goblins and the Auras deck running around, uh, I think it's just probably a turn too slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she does a lot. Like, there, there are, like, all of her first three options that you can use immediately are all pretty good. They're, they're you know, like- Oh, she's a good magic card. You, you I'm get not paid, that, but-, but it's it's sad that, like, she was, well, the, the second Planeswalker with four abilities, apart from Jason Mind Sculptor, and, like, was easily the best card for a long time in that standard set, and she's just kind of meh. <laughs> <laughs> now, like you look at all the, like all it's the. It's a bigger free- card pool, right? Like Etherworks yeah, no, 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 got no, banned no, in the no, standard no, no, set, no, no, and no, now we're saying in- it's unplayable. No, no, no. So I'm talking about purely card for card evaluation compared to War of the Spark. She is underpowered for the planeswalkers we've seen in the last twelve to eighteen months. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Which is which is nuts. And so like that's that's more what I was saying. Not that like she's in a bigger card pool. Like of course that's going to have an influence, right? But yeah, it's but, just I mean, kind yeah, of sad it- that. It is oh. the trend, though. Like, of course, of course. They have artifact sets, and we get busted artifacts. They have tribal sets. We have crazy tribal decks. So it's a you know they have a planeswalker set. We're going to have busted planeswalkers. Like anybody who was surprised by that has not paid attention to the history of magic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so artifact but it, sets. <laughs> but she was like the last set, uh, like the last of the traditionally powerful planeswalkers before they got busted with static abilities right like the last significant one probably not the last one printed but the last one that was kind of that you know marquee card of the set so yeah yeah absolutely i I get what you're saying cracker i'm not Mm. disagreeing with you (laughs) all i heard was that one of you said chandra is a rubbish card and scott the blaster boy is going to be coming and hunting you down and uh, yeah while scott appears (laughs) in the podcast Uh, would not be surprised at all. <laughs> if Scott was a card, he'd be a 6-1 with Trample and then he'd be done and have to go and have a lie down in the graveyard. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the only copy you'd have is made out of Lego. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, while we're talking about Historic, there are a couple of uh, events coming up in the next few weeks that uh, we will be seeing a lot of Historic getting played. So, Cracker, do you want to talk to us about the Zendikar Rising Championship that's coming up? Absolutely. So, it is going to be broadcast by Wizards. It is an official WotC deal. Um, And it's uh, 180-odd players, 184, I think. Yep. And it's it's MPL, it's Rival, and then people who have qualified for the event through various means. And so, we've got pretty good size prize pool, 250 grand. And there is seven rounds of historic, eight rounds of standard. So there are twelve wins to auto qualify to the top eight, and a top eight is a double a limb. So yeah, that that like that twelve wins to auto qualify. That's something we haven't spoken about, and I don't don't know How if you guys even work? knew about that. I yeah, don't so know. you play 
you play seven rounds or I think it's eight rounds on day one and then you play the other seven rounds on day two and it's like a few rounds of historic then some standard and then same on the the second day but once you hit 12 wins you're just straight into the top eight so if you go 7-0 in historic and then 5-0 in standard yep you're just straight into the top eight which that record would qualify you anyway. Yeah, exa- exactly. And, yeah. and that's kind of the the thing of it is the I think they're trying to stop people from like having that awkward ID where it's like, oh, here's our feature matches and then both people ID for coverage purposes and that sort I mean, of stuff. So They had that recently, right, where yeah, yeah. Um, two of the – what was it? Was Raf and um, – Gabe Nassif. Gabe Nassif, right? Yeah. And they, they died ID'd off camera and they played this horrible match that – just yeah. meant nothing and yeah. just messed around. So they're, they're trying to eliminate that sort of stuff. So well, they you, tried to disincentivize, if that's the word, if that's a word, uh, take the incentive away from IDing by having the the higher ranked player automatically be on the play yeah, in top yeah. eights and things like that. So this is kind of the next step towards it. I, yep. I don't hate it. I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, Make people play their matches. Yeah, so that means once you hit those 12 wins, effectively you would have qualified. You should be pretty much locked into top eight anyway and you're probably just going to ID your last few rounds. So they just take you out of the the pairings and the people who are left playing are people who actually have to play to to qualify. So And they're not going to get their dreams crushed by some EXO player who just yeah. wants to... Yeah, he just wants to stomp somebody. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I know it's had some slightly odd consequences in some some of the previous ones, but hopefully they've got all that stuff sorted out. And Yeah, interesting. Anyway, Craig, and sorry for interrupting. No, no, it's, is... it's worth pointing out, right? Like, it's a double elimination as well, I think is what Chewie was about to say. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a new – so, sorry, before we go on to the top eight, it's a it's definitely a new, uh, a new consideration for, uh, you know, that competitive play. And it's a, you know, a 184-player tournament with everybody watching – is a really good test to see if that becomes the uh, the the standard, if you like, for uh, for future magic events. Yeah. I I think it would remove a lot of the uh, uh, some of yeah a lot of the issues and, and tension and drama. Well, yeah. what it also does is it gives them a really clean path for setting up from the uh, arena opens that they've been running, and then being able to use that as the stepping stone to online GPS. Yes, yes. Right, yeah. and so this is kind of the, the mix of the two where you've got, you know, it doesn't matter who you play against, like the, the pairings are irrelevant basically in the bottom, well, just all the way through. They, they, they kind of don't matter. I mean, they'll be, you know, based on record and things, but it's, yeah, interesting. I so, like it. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so um, day one is historic and standard and then day two will be historic and standard as well. So- what do you guys think of the double elimination top eight? Like we're, we'll get into it. it soon that we're we're doing that for our invitational. Uh, I think it's going to work re- very well for us. But how do you do you find that better than just your regular top eight structure? I I would love if I was in a top eight and had a second chance. Given how much effort you put into, you got to wait the next day. You start late testing, all that stuff is good. Um, but for a coverage perspective, I think it's amazing. I think yeah, it's, really good. it's obviously it's a lot more game. So like. Most like if you play a GP like a an in paper GP, you play your day one Saturday, your day two Sunday, and then you play the top eight straight oh, away. Yeah, in, like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's rough. But for yeah. like when you know Sunday is just the top eight, then double eliminations where it's at. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it lets you build some really cool storylines as well. You know, the you, you, the guy who you know crushes the tournament and 
you know, goes 12-0 and then gets just wrecked <laughs> in, yeah. in round yeah. one. You know, they, they mulligan to four twice and it's just like, all right, well, you know, congratulations, you're out. Like, it gives them that, that you know, comeback storyline, which is which is really cool. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan. It, um, yeah. It, you know, it gives you more outs to the variance of Magic, which is, you know, always a nice thing, particularly over a three-day event. Like, you want to see- good matches and this is just a way of increasing your chances of getting some really sweet matches on camera so yeah, yeah. and and also on that like on on camera if it's the top eight they're the top eight best players in that event at that you know in that sort of slice of time right so they're the people you want to see you want to see the like amazing plays that as a spectator you didn't see and you know what innovations they brought to the table and and things so just by playing more games we get to see more there's more opportunity to see that stuff you know it's like whoa they did they did what you know like oh that's not the play i would have made and now they're winning where i would have lost right <laughs> uh, that's the stuff we all like seeing on um oh you know when we watch highland coverage yeah, yeah. yeah definitely so when is this uh this championship happening cracker it is happening on well let's not talk about that <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's something else more important happening. Yeah, there are far more important events happening on the fourth of. That is, so it starts uh, Friday the fourth of December and goes through through to the sixth. Yeah, so I think so, most likely for us, I think it's been. It'll be like, like run Saturday US times. through Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be like really late Friday night through to Monday morning or something like that. Yeah. Just yeah, the time, usual. time zones are really weird at the moment with America and us because they're like 19 hours behind at the moment in a lot of places because we're both on daylight saving. So, it's all mm. kind of- They've almost caught back up to us. Yeah. <laughs> Except yep. a whole day behind. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, coming up the weekend after that is another of the Arena Open. So, we've definitely spoken about those a few times. You can go back and listen to some of our other podcasts where we've spoken about the Arena Opens, the format, the, the cost and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, this one on the weekend of December the 12th is going to be a historic one again. So it's all, all historic focus at the moment, except for us here in the Beans world. We, uh, we're we still stuck in standard. But, Do you uh, know if that one is, sorry, going to be uh, the choice again of playing either best of one or best of yes, three? Yes, like yes, yes it will. Yeah, yeah. I was yep. just about to make that point. Yeah, so good choice. Good, choose good, choose good your poison. You can, you can play real magic or you can play best of one. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, from what I've been hearing from from people that are like champions of playing best of one and then you know sort of similar to me where it just fits in their their life. You just call yourself a champion. Yeah, I did. I oh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I said other people are the champions. Ah, uh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, there a lot of them are saying historic best of one is actually like really bad at the moment there's just too many decks that are full-on coin flip sort of thing so the play or draw just makes way too much difference yeah and yeah they're, they're sort rough. of recommending for for this event specifically for this event for historic probably best of three is where you want to be the, the best of three is a lot harder obviously you you only you can only lose once well, well once you lose once you're out effectively you have to go four four oh i think um to get through but uh yeah, you, you've got a little bit more agency when you when you are playing best of three. So keep that in mind. Uh, although you know, we, you never know. We may see a banning after uh, after the championship weekend. Hopefully, Muxus. I'm I'm really over Muxus, and I really Goodbye. think that stupid goblin should go. Uro. Ah, <laughs> uh, they'll ban Grafting's cage. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> Grafting's cage is holding down Muxus. We need Muxus to be on top. That's let's, right. Uh, let's get rid of it. 
All right, so yeah, that's on the weekend of December the 12th. We, we'll probably touch on that again uh, on the uh, the next regular podcast, which will be just before then. So so, so you guys got a bit weird when you talked about those Zendikar Rising Championship dates. Am I missing mm. something? What what's what's happening that weekend? Is there something else on? Uh, I've got something on. I don't know. Do you, do you have something on? Uh, I don't know. It's like I might go fishing. <laughs> yeah, the um the fourth of December is my wedding anniversary. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Sixteen yeah. years. Uh, yeah. Congrats. Oh, thank congrats. you. Congrats. Uh, congratulations uh, to Amelia. So uh, I've decided to broadcast a magic event on the Saturday with you two idiots instead. Oh, nice. Oh, well, no. We'll- Good to see you go. Priorities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, uh, yeah, as, as everybody We're not doing know, it on the 4th, come on. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've, we've been talking about this for a long time and uh, doing a lot of promotion for it. So, yes, we do have our inaugural Magic Beans Invitational coming up on Saturday, December the 5th. So that's, Oh, it's uh, going to be so good. Week and a half away, basically. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. So, yeah, we've, we've mentioned it before. We're actually going to be together. Uh, in the booth, this this well, this will be the first time in what six months we've actually all seen each other. We're gonna have to wear pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's with that? Yes, that is that is true. Yeah, there's a there's an insight to every stream I've ever done for for our listeners at home. No, um, I promise you, I'm wearing pants. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to this, and I I know how hard you work, Shorty, on the on the coverage. Uh, you know, behind the scenes, pressing the buttons. And that is massively complicated by us all being in different places. So it should be, well, I'm hoping that it's easier for you or Chris. Well, uh, yeah, be- I'm, uh, I'm passing it on to Chris and he's actually uh, pressing all the buttons this time. So if it, nice. if it all goes wrong, it's, it's all Chris's it's fault. It's 100% Chris's <laughs> fault, yeah. Um, so that means you'll be in front of the camera a little more, which will be great as well. Oh, well so. yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because, uh, yeah, I've, I've had those little snippets of being able to commentate in the, the last few and uh, I definitely enjoy it, but it is much, it, it is quite hard to concentrate on commentary and, and what's yeah. going on on the match as well as running things in the background. So, yeah, just being able to sit there like you guys have been doing and, and watch the game and, and hopefully supply some good commentary will be pretty cool. And, yeah, it's going to be a, an awesome event. I've, yeah, uh, absolutely. I've had the pleasure of chatting to a bunch of their players so far, doing little interviews this week with them. And, man, it's it's been fun. And the, the my favourite question that we've been asking is people – what they were going to get on their tokens. Oh, and that's there a real some, prize, right? That is some, a real oh, yeah, prize. yeah, absolutely. There are some really good ideas. Yep. Like, these these guys have put in some thought. And, uh, man, I tell you what, like, Pat, we, uh, we've we got some good ones, man. So, like, I'm, I'm keen to see who 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 comes out on top. And, and also chatting to them about, um, you know, like, what they're going to draft out of the, the prizes when they win. So, yeah, it's um, it's been fun. I'm, I'm and it's been getting me really excited. Everyone's kind of got no idea what they're going to play, which is brilliant. Everyone's just like standard is wide open and like there's a real good rock paper scissors thing going on, and so they're not sure if they're just going to like meme it up and play <laughs> play some chank that they <laughs> brew, or if they're going to play gruel or rogues. Or so there's there's a you know like not giving away any you know secret tech here, but there's some interesting ideas that are floating around, and I don't think anyone has like solidly come to a conclusion nah, yet no, so no one's locked in yet yep. it's um it's yeah it's exciting man i'm hyped yeah it's oh gonna, it's gonna it's be gonna, great be and the tokens uh so for those who haven't heard um our amazing sponsor uh josh pat's mtg bazaar uh give out tokens to their um their auction winners and yeah the winner of our invitational will work with pat and 
the artists that he's got working with him to yeah design your own token to be used in the game so uh to if you want some of those uh all you need to do is follow josh and pat's mtg bazaar on facebook and uh and and win an auction and and i'm sure pat will uh give you the option of of one of those tokens uh you know when they send you your your shiny new cards so uh it's pretty cool everyone will be able to uh uh, get their hands on that little piece of history, the the first ever Magic Beans Invitational. Mm. So it's going to be yep. pretty great. So, yeah, the stream is, yeah, Saturday, December the 5th, starts at 2 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, AEDT is the uh, the current time zone that we're working under at the moment. And, uh, yeah, we're doing, we're going to have a ton of giveaways on this stream. So we've done in the past on the on the last streams, you know, a bunch of arena codes and things like that and, yeah, that's that's all good. Everyone loves loves some freebies, but I was sort of going through the cupboard the other day, and Pat's just been sending me stuff all the time. So we've got we've got some you know, Zendikar expedition packs to give away. You know, the the last one of those I saw opened when Chris was around my house uh, last week, and he cracked a uh, an expedition scolding tarn. So there's a there's a bit of value there in in something like that. Uh, we've got wow. yeah plenty plenty of other packs. We've got some you know Commander Legends collector boosters uh yeah a few few different things so there will be giveaways all the way through the stream we're going to do it a little bit differently this time where we'll be just running a a short window for for people to enter so make sure you're jumping in on the stream and staying there so you can get on get in on every uh every giveaway because uh yeah it's gonna be heaps of fun and yeah we're, we're all really looking forward to it and the magic we see should be some uh, some pretty sweet games so well they're the best eight players from the year um Ah, oh, no, I mean that's debatable. So, you've, well, you've, I know I'm not, I'm not in to, there. So, you've spoken yeah. to some of them, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, there should be some really high level magic played. Uh, yeah, the coverage should be really, really good. Uh, giveaways on stream, like playing for legitimate prizes, like yep, fifteen hundred yeah. bucks in cash and prizes. That's uh, that's pretty good. And yeah, if if you want to get in on those next year, then yeah, you need to uh, come and join us in our Discord and. Uh, Get in on all the events we run next year to qualify for the 2021 Invitational, which uh, yeah should be pretty cool. So while we're talking about giveaways, the other thing we're involved in at the moment is the 31 Days of Christmas. So if you haven't signed up to that yet, there'll be a link in the show notes. But the the link is it's pretty easy. It's just b.link slash magicbeanscast. And uh, yeah, just follow that and register. It's a, uh, a content creator thing that we're involved in at the moment there's a whole bunch of content creators from all around the world and uh, yeah everyone's doing giveaways with uh, multiple content creators per day through december uh, giving away a whole bunch of different stuff so i'm uh, i'm on a discord with uh, with all the people involved in that and they've been posting what they're actually giving away and there's some pretty cool prizes um some you know sweet card altars and custom commander decks and all sorts of different things like that we're giving away a commander deck from 2018. It's the Adaptive Enchantment, which is a Bant commander deck, and it's actually worth over 100 bucks now. So uh, I don't know what the, the pre-cons are. What normally like 40 bucks when they first come out? So obviously it's uh, it's probably got some pretty good cards in there. Yeah, I built a five-color enchantment deck, and some of the cards that are specific to that deck are pretty pricey mm. um, it, as singles. So yeah, I can see why that uh, that deck is spiked. Yep. So yeah, we're we're doing our giveaway on the thirty first of December. So New New Year's Eve, we'll be uh, announcing who has won that. Uh, we we may pre-record something because uh, we'll probably all be busy doing New Year's Eve stuff. But uh, yeah, that'll come out on the thirty first of December. 
But uh, yeah, there's there's multiple giveaways each day. So if you follow that link, b.link slash magicbeanscast and register, you'll be in the draw for everybody's giveaways, but it just lets them know that you've come from us. So that uh, makes us look good, which uh, which is what we try to do and fail at most of the time. <laughs> Anybody who's watched us on the stream knows we need as much help as we can looking good. Uh, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, so there's that. Get into that. Uh, the other thing we're running at the moment, Chewy, is our survey. Do you want to spruik yeah. that for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is my kind of brainchild, so I'll uh, I'll fly the flag. Uh, basically, we uh, fell into the um, you know the tournament organising streaming side of of our podcast. We started out as just a podcast, and like I'd streamed very occasionally or, or what have you, and. Uh, once we opened up our Discord and started to build a community, we, uh, you know, we, we got right into it and, you know, the response has been really, really good. We've had, you know, invitational, I'm uh, sorry, leagues leading into invitationals and a whole bunch of one-off events and, and stuff. And, you know, the beans has grown far beyond what any of us, uh, expected, uh, in, in 12 months. And that's been because, you know, people listen to us, people are signing up for events, people are watching our streams. So we thought, well, let's just run a really simple survey, like 15 questions, I think it is. It only takes like 10 minutes or less to uh, to complete it because we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have enjoyed about what we've done, uh, what you think we could do better, what you would love to see, uh, what you have enjoyed, what you haven't enjoyed, etc. So there'll be a link in the show notes. It's also in our Discord where you can jump on and get a... Uh, uh, get your questions in, get your answers in, and as a little bit of a, a carrot, if you like, uh, one of those uh, expedition boosters that uh, that Shorty mentioned before, you know, could be a scolding tarn, you never know, is is up for grab. So uh, there is an option to tell us your name. Uh, you don't have to don't have to tell us who you are. You can rename, re- remain anonymous uh, if you choose. But uh, if you would like to go in the draw to uh, get your hands on that uh, expedition booster. Then uh, yeah, tell us who you are, and uh, we'll we'll draw that. We'll probably run the, it to the end of the year, I reckon. Yeah, run it to the end of the year. So the response has been great. We'd love to hear more. So yeah, jump on. takes takes a few minutes. Get that uh, get that filled in, and uh, yeah, go in the draw to win a pretty sweet little prize just for ten minutes of your time. So yeah, if you if you feel like leaving your name out, or you could just put my name in for everyone, <laughs> um, I'd be all right with that. Just you know, <laughs> we'll just just number them. All right, so cracker one, cracker two, and and I'll just uh, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly take the expedition pack off your hands. Thank you very much. A whole pack of crackers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, it's boy. coming up to Christmas, man. We're all Christmas anyway. I'm yeah, sorry, I like guys. it. I like it. <laughs> All right, so before we uh, wrap up, there is one other thing we, we will just touch on. Yeah. We've mentioned uh, we've mentioned this product plenty of times over the last 12 months. It's It's been one of those sort of hot topic things that we talk about occasionally, but that is the secret layers. And Wizards, I think only a couple of days ago, they came out and said, hey, everyone, there's going to be a super drop coming up, which they've done once before, where they drop like four, four or five of their, their secret layer products sort of all in one go and... We got today, I think, the uh, the last of them revealed. So, Cracker, do you want to uh, just give everybody a quick rundown on what these are just so they know? Yeah, it's the Secret Lairs Secretversary Super Drop. <laughs> yep. Wow. There's a lot Wizards. of alliteration the on this cast. Wow. Isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first one is called A Box of Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is actually so the, the that's the, what you give the, your kids when, for Christmas. Or no? Oh man, that's <laughs> <being> naughty. <laughs> it's 
that's what kids, they give me. brother-in-laws. Yeah. 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 If you haven't seen any of the Secret Lair stuff, they're all just existing magic cards. They're not new. Uh, and then they just have alternate arts. So the first one is just all of the um, mana rocks, as they're called, uh, that you would play in Commander. So Arcane Signet, Chromatic Lantern, Commander Sphere, Dark Steel, Ingot, and a Gilded Lotus. And they've got some strange, strange art. Mm. Psychedelic, I'd call some of them. Gilded some Lotus them. is cool. Gilded like Lotus that. is a girl with wings growing out the side of it. Yeah, yeah but she's got a Gilded be. Lotus on it. It's actually got a Gilded Lotus on it. Yeah, so. sure. But the, uh, the style doesn't quite fit in with the rest of them. Like that one kind of stands it's, out. The rest the rest are like yeah. hyper-coloured, you know, you get like those really brightly coloured cartoony tattoos that people get. I, I was going to say, they, they look like new school tattoos. Yeah, yeah. But then if the Gilded familiar. Lotus one is like a normal magic art. They look like too art. much psilocybin. Yes. I don't, uh, know, what, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Then Uh, there's (laughs) there's the next one, which has got all very not pop art. It's kind of the opposite, right? It is the very famous Seb McKinnon. Uh, If you've paid attention, he's a very, very widely regarded artist of the last few years for Magic. Uh, And so he's got a set of four cards, which is a swamp. Uh, <laughs> Sore of Temptation, <laughs> Damnation, and Enchanted Evening. So, And all of the art is incredible. I would love to be able to afford like 20 of those swamps. Yeah, that swamp a, looks amazing. The, the, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the swamp does look very, very Yeah, good. definitely look them up. Like, well, well just, just Google. Just, just, Secret yeah, layer, just Super Drop. Secret I'm not going to put the, the link in the show notes. But yeah, all, all the art for all the Secret layers are pretty cool. But these, these four... They all tie in together, you know, like it's the same night in the swamp. There's the solar, it's the the fairy from the Enchanted Evening that's with the night in the, the solar of Temptation. And then the Damnation is kind of different, but it's still all like knights and horses. It's and, very Seb McKinnon, that one. Yeah, yeah. It is. But it it's is. like this is, uh, it's called Artist Series Seb McKinnon. So I would assume this means we're going to get more secret layers that are all of one artist and, and a focus on that artist style. So, uh, Is Rebecca Gwai still doing magic cards? Yes, she is. Oh, mm. I'm all about that. That'll be great. Yep. I was about to say exactly the same thing. Her yeah. stuff is great. Get some new John Avons. <laughs> well, yeah, <he's> been- <laughs> speaking of basic lands, the next, one, <laughs> the, the next one is called Happy Little Gathering, and these are all Bob Ross-inspired basics. So this you actually get- um. Well, the, two, the, two the, of the actual Bob Ross. The, Are they Bob all? Ross inspired? Yeah, Bob Ross is yeah. the artist. <laughs> well, yep. Bob Ross has been dead for a long time, so yeah, I wasn't I'm sure. Assu- if- I'm assuming it's his art then. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, He's reading, credited I'm, on the no, card. No, I'm reading the bottom of the cards and they're all Bob Ross. All right, yeah, all right. It says plain, Plains cards with yeah, yeah. art by Bob Ross. Islands okay. with art by Bob Ross. Yeah. There you go. I mean, so we were talking cool. about the fact that I, like, we know who Bob Ross is, but I've never seen his show or anything. I know he's, but- a, he's a dude with an afro and he's all on, all over the internet doing paintings. Yeah, he's a meme. And- yeah, he's famous. He is. It's good. <laughs> it is. So a bit of pop culture, cashing in on it, magic. And yeah. the uh, the art's actually pretty cool. It's a shame they're not full art, but Bob Ross has been a little, uh, not been with us for a long time, so he's probably not been in, uh, not done his art in widescreen. So mm. we're, we're stuck with the smaller resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> I would have really liked to have seen these with the old school old frame, yeah. old boards. Yeah. Like the, the well, you style want to see of- all lands with oh, that yeah, shorty, true, to be but- fair, but I do yeah. agree with you but there. The, the yeah. style of this art would look would have looked really cool in the old frames. Yeah, 100% and, agree. And particularly with just like a nice clean white border around the edge. <laughs> 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 um, uh, speaking of nice, clean, crisp 
Borders? What? What? What's the next one? <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> these names just make me want to cringe. This is Party Hard and Shred Harder. So this is the metal art inspired set of stuff. That is someone who's never listened to any metal in their life naming something inspired by metal. <laughs> That's I mean, what that is, right? It's, there. it's, it's Gavin Vahe, right? Who's just <laughs> or someone like that? Who's yeah? Yeah. Anyway, uh, anguished, unmaking, assassins, trophy, decimate, dreadbore, and thraximunda. And they look like every second shirt you see at a magic event, right? Where someone's got like a, an opeth. T-shirt yeah. on or something. Uh, if, if you're into that thing, then they are exactly what you're looking for. Um, cool. Like, awesome. I, I like the fact that this is really varied, you know, from- They the, make great posters. N- I don't love them as magic cards. Yeah, I, I, I could see- um, I saw some people saying they want the Dreadbore one on like a tank top and stuff like that. Like, they'd make some cool T-shirts maybe, but- Yeah. They're a little uh, difficult to read. Yeah, yeah which is like any- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Heavy metal but, I mean, album cover, right? That's that's fine, but like when you've got like Thraxamunda has got a lot of text <laughs> on it as a creature, you know. So if you you don't know what yep. it does, then you know that's that could be an issue. But and if then, you're playing Thraxamunda as your commander, then you know this is a pretty cool option. To have it, it actually is pretty yeah. cool. Then there's the Brian Gottlieb set, <laughs> the squirrel themed. <laughs> we things. hope you like squirrels. <laughs> we hope you- I don't actually. No, whatever. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of squirrel <laughs> things. So, Chatter of the Squirrel. Honestly, I didn't even know that, like, any of these cards existed. Mm, I knew Squirrel. Oh, swarm, swarm Yard, I knew, was a thing. Yeah, and Well, Crows and Beast isn't even a squirrel, right? Oh, it is, oh, it is a squirrel beast, right. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, squirrel yeah, cards. Not, cool. No Earthcraft, unfortunately, or no- What I would have loved to have seen and what really would have sold this is if they'd had the- um, What's the guy who puts the squirrel tokens into play? The five mana one one with Echo? Deranged Hermit. Yeah. If Deranged Hermit was in this, then, um, you know, with some sweet alternate art, I might have bought that just for. Is that, it, but, isn't Earthcraft reserve list? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe. I, I, I couldn't tell you 100%. So. Yeah. Anyway. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah. Deranged cool. Hermit would be good. But speaking of t shirts, you can buy t shirts with secret layer art as well. And playmats. And playmats, which is sweet. So, Seb McKinnon playmat, you know, not terrible at all. So, pretty cool. Um, They've got different prices for all of them, depending on which one you want and how many cards there are. You can get foil and non-foil versions, which is cool. Previously, the secret layers have been foils. Um, so, they've obviously heard the complaints that people don't like foils, some people. And they want these sweet yeah. alternate Me. arts in... In just plain old non-curly cardboard. Yeah, they don't like their cards curling. What, what <laughs> strange humans. You, you can have yeah. them as Pringles or not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, who needs a deck box when you're Pringles? Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I like that, you know, when there's a, a really premium secret layer product like the Fetchlands, that gets released on its own. But then they have like that like next bunch around that they know is not for everybody. To release them in a batch like this uh, is, is pretty cool because you can, you know, they're catering for everybody. Everybody wants a fetch land. Not everybody wants an arcane signet, right? So it's a. Uh, I, I like the way that they've uh, batched these out. So yeah, they're, they're it's, cool. it's also a really good way for wizards to get a whole ton of sales right before the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> with their income statements and things like that. So yeah, they, these go on sale. The the drop time or whatever, whatever 
window, the drop window, that's what we call it, yep. is from the 30th of November to the 14th of December. So I'm assuming they'll do it like they did last time where it's like two or three days for each each one. So just, uh, yeah, look them up if, if this is something you're interested in. No, no, in. they're saying that, I'm uh, just reading it here. So they're going to be available for the full two weeks. Ah, okay, cool. So yep. the whole nice. thing will be available. And they'll also be doing it the way, the first couple were like limited numbers. And then um, they moved to a model where once you ordered it, you were locked in, and then they just made sure they had printed enough. So yeah, they'll yeah, they, be they doing print, that print way it again. to order. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, cool. All right, so you look them up, you'll find them, and uh, yeah, if you're into that sort of stuff, then buy them. Uh, the downside living here in Australia is you've got a horrible exchange rate. The postage is really expensive, and you pay GST on top of it, and then no doubt the airport or whatever holds onto it and charges you import taxes as well and things like that. So. Just be careful because it does uh, it does add up pretty quickly, and yeah, that that thirty dollar box ends up costing you about eighty bucks Australian, so might not uh, necessarily be worth it. But if you're into it, then uh, I'm sure you won't mind, and you'll pick it up anyway. So I think that's going to do us for tonight. We've uh, yeah, we've, we've hit on a lot of different topics and rambled a whole bunch, and we've gone for over an hour. So good job, everybody. Well done. So it's a standard Magic Beans episode. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> yep, an hour of zero. Worthwhile content. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I had oh, no, one hang on, good hang on. idea, right? Yeah, there was one good idea from Julie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I forgot what it was already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, all I know is it was good. Yes, yeah. yes. Chewy says it was good, so yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, so like yeah, don't uh, don't forget our, uh, our invitational coming up. Make sure you've got uh, the reminder for that coverage in your phone or whatever so you don't forget and you're following us on Twitch so you know when we go live. And, yeah, if you want to get in on our stuff for next year, our events and our leagues and different things like that, you need to jump into our Discord. So the link for that is in our show notes, as always. There's also a link there for our merch store. If you don't want to pick up a Seb McKinnon T-shirt, you could pick up a sweet Magic Beans T-shirt and uh, show us a little bit of support. And, uh, yeah, go and look up our sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar on Facebook. Just search for that, uh, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. You'll find them there. And check out their daily options and grab some bargains. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places, just search for Magic Beans Cast and you'll find us there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that'll do us for this week. Thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you next time. Fill in the survey. <laughs> <laughs>